I think maybe the best way to kind of kick everything off is maybe if you could both kind of introduce yourselves and then just talk about the project like as you see it like it doesn't have to be like a formal elevator pitch but just kind of like if if you were you know someone comes up to you and says what is everybody eats and what are you building what would you say yeah so um basically what we're building is is an onboarding tool um to web3 it's a place to educate people um, but it's a place to bring them in prior to the education. So we bring them in through the use of, you know, high caliber artists, simplifying the purchase process um, to the point that they don't even actually realize that they're dealing with Web3. Um, they don't have to open up crypto wallets or, or um, buy NFTs with crypto. They can use Fiat. Uh, and then once they're in, we start to kind of explain and, and run activities and, you know, different things that can actually teach them about Web3 um, and the DAO, because we're a DAO as well. And that and that's it. It's just basically an onboarding mechanism. So when so let's go a little bit further back. So when you say an onboarding mechanism... You know, so are you guys, I know your interest here is in music. So is the whole plan to always stay in music or are you looking to expand out? Maybe this is a good way to kind of introduce kind of who you both are and like what yeah. you're doing as part of this project. Yeah, I don't think it's the plan to always stay with music, but definitely stay within entertainment. Um, you know, we can get into video, we can there's a lot of things that we can do. Um, the The idea of audio NFTs to me were kind of silly back in the day when I got involved in them. So there were these like files you'd buy or NFTs you would buy. They would end up in your crypto wallet. You'd have to go back onto the marketplace in order to play it. Yeah. It, it didn't really make much sense. So um, we wanted to we wanted to give them meaning, uh, utility things that you can actually use in real world, uh, merchandise, video, uh, physical events, uh, royalties. However, we didn't want to do it in the form of just an audio NFT. We want to also push that audio to traditional platforms so we don't box in an artist's market um, while running the NFTs as a campaign behind the audio. Uh, so it acts as kind of a marketing campaign. That, right. that that's the idea and the concept between uh for it yeah i'm liking a lot of what you're saying right now so now i'm going to for me like is it a, okay so what is is it a website right so like here's what i'm okay so it's built on your protocol right you're using near or is it part yep. near part other things or is it it's okay so you're using near cool near awesome um and it's like a, a platform right like like you go to every one eats or what, yeah. where, where, so do, where does, do I go? Like, I'm, go to music feast. You go to musicfeast.io. There we go. Music feast. Okay, cool. So I'm going to be the super normie. Joe's like, <laughs> so, so this is I perfect go. because that's, that's kind of the basis I'm coming from. You know yeah. what I mean? A, a, a straight like utility aspect that a normal people, normal everyday person that doesn't even care about blockchain, whatever. Totally. You know, like um, some of us are waiting. Like, I like to equate it a lot of times to like, like solar power you don't know how solar power works but does the light turn on mm -hmm. like it does 
So that's what we're doing here. We made a wheel. We made a wheel that could be a big or small or whatever, but we're just putting it to use in a different in a different realm. You know what I mean? A different way to do it. Like a different way to do transactions, a more a more stable way, a more like transparent way, you know, like the transactions that we make, we're going to utilize them as certificates of authenticity, tickets, uh, you know, stuff like that, where it's like for real live items, not just like some whatever, you know, everything that we make is going to have a utility. Mm. <clears throat> so I guess like, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. There's several sort of users that are going to be using the the platform right you've got the the it seems like the fans who are going to like sort of uh consume whatever the artists create right and the fans aren't going to be super aware that even crypto is happening they're the solar panel they're like hey the light turns on exactly That's cool i like exactly light. now you're going to also on another end you have another sort of focus customer for your site and uh that's the the right now musicians and it'll expand over time am i am i right and artists yeah. in general so then yep. there's sort of like two yep. ends Okay, cool. So then yep. how, would an artist create something, a song, let's say, and then they'll be able to get it out to their fans and audience and the audience can then get that song, listen to it, support. And then other things will follow after that song, maybe airdrops or tickets or any of this kind of stuff, right? All those kinds of things. Okay, cool. Because what's going to happen is they're going to they're going to have a, a go ahead. I'm sorry, Joe. No, I was gonna. I was actually gonna ask a question before we get too far into like what the artist can do. So I, I, I kind of know the answer a little bit because I've followed music all my life. I've been. I really am passionate about that kind of industry, uh, and I just, I think I know what you're gonna say. But what is this born out of? And I guess like why start with musicians? Because I think you guys are really solving or trying to solve a problem that I don't believe that everyone really understands is there right now. So can you talk a little bit about like what this actually is coming from and why this is the time to do this? Um, well, I come from, um, I'm, an, I'm an audio engineer by trade. I've worked in the industry for like about 20 years, recording humongous hits for from Travis Scott, Kendrick Lamar, SZA, like Diddy, everybody. Um, I was in Atlanta for almost about eight years. I was in LA for about 10 years. Nice. Um, and really like there's, I've seen both sides of the industry living in Atlanta and living in LA and in Atlanta, everybody makes their best work because they're grinding the hardest. Mm -hmm. And they're, they're focusing on their grind and making it. In LA, there are the, there are the record labels and they send the A&Rs to Atlanta and they get the good ones when they're ready, when they have their best work done, they bring it to LA and then they pay people to finish it correctly. Mm -hmm. I've been on both ends of the spectrum. And uh, I didn't understand why, like, the first 10 years or so in Atlanta, why nothing I ever worked on really came out. Like, some stuff did. You know, I got some stuff there. But, but like, I was like, man, everybody would go to L.A., stuff would come out. And so then I went to L.A., and everything came out, you know? And I, like, <laughs> yeah, I was yeah. on the, the receiving end, you know? Okay. But um, artists themselves always have a hard time getting paid everybody in the music industry has a hard time getting paid mm. okay so 
with this method, everybody gets paid immediately. Also, artists have a tough time setting up all of the avenues that they need to function equally, maybe with even the mid-range uh, industry. Mm-hmm. Not even the huge labels. I'm talking about like the 500-person venues. Like artists themselves, it's, it's hard for them to, you know, get their merch together, get their stuff together. Think about a, a creative campaign. And with this kind of what we've done is it's more than just like buying stuff. It's like it's an engagement for the fans. It's a fan club. Mm-hmm. And it's an open store that's like, hey, here's a place and a plan. I have an advertising degree as well. Nobody knows that. I have a bachelor's <laughs> of advertising, in advertising. And then I just started engineering right after that. It was like, whoa. And I, I never really got to utilize it until now, you know. But yeah. I've always had that kind of that that marketing mind i guess but um now that here's an open open space for you and i also come from a punk rock background so i'm and and you know underground hip-hop where it's each one teach one you know food not bombs mentality i guess Mm -hmm. so like here's a marketplace for anybody to, to 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 do their thing and the first the, the like the the entrance to the marketplace is the music nft why because that's kind of like the the gist of music feast you know like that's that's the area that we know sure. but we can do it to we can make the first tier anything you know what i mean if if we we start to develop another market or other industries or like we're, we're already thinking about other aspects of it but I feel right now that music fans are 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 really engaged with the with their favorite artists. And to be able to like for three to five bucks join, get a get a music NFT that would be a collectible, kind of like a business card or a, a baseball card in the future. Mm-hmm. Okay. They could get in to the private Discord engage with other real fans no bots no anything like that uh haters whatever it's a you it's like there's one level of investment now sure so now that art that artist can collect all that market research from the discord they can do exclusive releases they can do videos you know we ask that they engage at least twice a month for at least like an hour you know a couple hours a month Mm -hmm. at least but, you know, if you do it more, obviously it's going to be more and people are going to enjoy your fans. If you have fans and they enjoy you, then it's just going to like that guy, Lil Russell, like people love that guy. He engages his fans so tight. He spreads a lot of knowledge like yeah. like he's probably 15 years younger than me. And, and I get a lot of knowledge from him, from his posts, you know, just quick little. And it's like he could run this marketing campaign. Like he could run this system. It would go crazy because he understands already what it takes. But, but we decided we want to, we want everybody to be able to get it. So we made it easy. We made it debit card. We made it easy to connect. You Mm -hmm. don't have to have a wallet. You don't have to do, you know, like it authenticates with your email, like, or or home or, or whatever. Yeah. We want everybody to be able to do it. It's like a fan club. 
And then if you're in the club, then you get to buy the rest of the merchandise. And the, the, the music NFT has a utility. It's a key to get in there. You know what I mean? Right. So <laughs> it's just more than just, we wanted to make everything a little bit more than What's, just like uh, some novelty picture or whatever. We wanted to do something. So um, the merch tiers, it acts as ticketing, you know? Oh, I think you just, you, like that moment, you know, like just those last three sentences, like it clicked for me, right? Like, and uh, that's awesome. So you've got this music NFT that can give access to discords where like, so you're giving the artist the tool to start building and creating their fan club. And then it's almost up like you're, you're, you're giving them the tools that they can then grow their fan club. And then by leveraging blockchain and sort of the, the near ecosystem, people don't have to be super, the fans don't have to have like crypto DJ and wallet style, but they're still getting all the, yep, nothing like that. They're nothing still getting like all the connection with the artist and the artist can still sell things or give things away and still like do that. Okay. Okay. Yeah. We okay. don't have any kind of like, if they, they whatever they want to do with their discord within, you know, like ethical and legal yeah. reasoning, like they can, yeah. you know, they can release their mixtapes off there. So right now the problem, one of the problems in the industry is this, all this free music all the time, free music all the time, right? Yep. Whether it's it's a mixtape or an album or whatever. Like you throw the free music out there and where do you get all your responses on, on your social media? Mm. Which if you're a big artist, you're subject to all kinds of crazy noise. You can't like see what yeah. people really think, you know, right. without like hiring all kinds of analytics stuff and, going through 10 different analytics things from your from your social media. This is like right in the Discord. So if you release your mixtape from the Discord, not even from our site, which you can do it from our site, all we ask is to run a campaign off one song. Kind of like, uh, let's say, the Heart Part 4, Heart Part 5 from Kendrick Lamar. It just won two Grammys. It wasn't even on the album. Right. It was an advertisement. Those are advertisement songs, basically, in my eyes, for the album. But they're so good, you know what I mean? He won two Grammys with the last one. Right. And mm -hmm. that's basically what the key to the, like the key gate, if you will, to the Discord and the marketplace is. It can be an advertisement to the song, or if you really want to push a single super hard, you what's, can make that, you know. Yeah. The, what's interesting right now is you're very, it, it sounds like you're really knowledgeable about the music industry, which is super fascinating. Cause it's like, I, I don't know how. No, yeah, I've works. worked, I've worked in the music industry for like 20 years. Like, yeah, I've, I've, I've done my thing like with big superstars, you know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> it's cool. I like Phoenix to raise my, my family, like raise my daughter and be with my wife and have time at home because that's not what I had. Yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah. All right. So, um so can i ask i want to go i want to kind of i guess circle this back for some listeners so i i'm old enough where you know growing up in the 90s the music industry and the music landscape was very different obviously than it is now where you know it was beginning of the cds right and so like i remember like the first cd i ever bought and kind of like on that in there were fan clubs you could sign up for it was all through mail um and you, yeah. and there was a mystery around artists right like you didn't really know somebody you kind of heard secondhand then we went like this other extreme where now everything is out in the open everything is too open almost where there's like still almost That's no connection exactly there you know exactly what it is and you yeah. know honestly with these nfts like say on our merch tier 
it, say we have these exclusive t-shirts, right? Yeah. Let, let's just say t-shirt. Yep. They're exclusive to our launch, right? Or to the, to our campaign. And from then on, everybody is going to know that t-shirt. You could only get it on that campaign at that time. Right. Like I come right. from a punk rock background in the mid nineties. I know what it is to go to a different city and not know where the punk shows are and not be able to, to find out unless you see somebody with a, a, that T-shirt on, Ramon's shirt on. Right. Or like right. you go to the right, you have to find the right record store and then you got to find the right flyers and you got to guess based on just how even the flyers are designed or the names of the band. You know, you got to guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, but this is how you form a strong underground scene. Hmm. It's more than just the internet. When the internet happened with music, the underground scene started to die. Right. And like I watched it firsthand because that's right when I was in college. I was starting college when when the internet was just cracking hmm. and all the music like Winamp was crazy. Like <laughs> yeah. even a little pre-Napster, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where yeah. You could get everything. And um that's when when it was harder to to dig because hmm. everything was right there. Yeah. You know, so it was like, and then with the advent of the home DAW, everybody's able to create the music at home. So now you have millions more artists to choose from than you did before. Sure. So does this target... so like okay. so now like the, the the whole world is saturated with music. Yep. Like everybody hates everything or everybody, you know, like everybody pretty much hates everything because they're over inundated with it. You know what I mean? Like they're, uh, it's too much. You right. can't even keep up with who's hot and why they're hot. And is this even real? Like totally like back in the day, I met my, one of my heroes. I, I got to be like a partner with him and it's, you know, guitar player for, for the circle jerks and bad religion for a super long nice. time. Greg Hudson. And like that, hearing the stories from him demystifies my whole early teens up till before I met him. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. like you said, you didn't know a lot about the bands. You looked at the cover. You looked at all this other stuff, mm. and like there was this this underground coolness about what happened. And all the documentaries I watched, then I asked Greg, like, oh, this happened? Did you know this guy? And then he tells me the stories. I'm like, what? This, this is amazing. <laughs> you yeah. know? Well, like, it blows my mind. But, so, like, yeah, go oh, back I, to, yeah, what were we saying? Oh, I was going to say, like, just to kind of, like, like, so the underground coolness factor, right? Like, I sort of think the NFT communities have that. It's, like, it's a good, that, like, parallel. That's what I'm, it's, like, that's getting why I was in on something. That's why I was attracted to it initially. Yeah, because your your platform, oh. Music Feast, right? It, it, like, so people will be able to go there to kind of like it's almost like the 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 Web three version of the flyers, right? A little bit like you you go to a place and you can kind of like that's what I'm hoping the the NFTs will be like. If somebody sees somebody else's wallet, or I, I, you know, in the future, we're obviously going to, you know elaborate on the use of our wallets and stuff like that right now we're, we're making it as easy as possible cool. but like like i said when somebody sees that shirt in real life at a show they're gonna be like damn you're in that group mm. i missed that shirt mm. you know what i mean i wasn't able to get that one or like have you seen any up on the on the on the the uh secondary market because we have a secondary market where people can resell the nfts before they're cashed out mm -hmm. 
So like if you want to buy 10 and see if they sell yeah. out and then resell them on the on the secondary market, you don't even have to order them. You just hold the NFT, they act as a ticket, mm-hmm. and then you redeem them and get the physical piece. And and I think um, and I think Blake, that's where it becomes a little bit more for the crypto heads, you know, because that's a that's and an collectors. NFT. No, see, I got a whole for wall sure. of like <laughs> yeah, like cars back here, hot wheel cars. I love them. Yeah. yeah. And like I really love Same. collecting little dumb stuff. And not dumb, but you know, like stuff that's sentimental to me, not like Rolexes or something, you know. <laughs> yeah. But, but like somebody, I get them because I like them. Enough. And that's kind of what it's about. In my if, in my eyes, if somebody's savvy enough, they can come in. They could buy up all of the the physical merch tiers for one particular artist who they believe is going to blow up. Mm-hmm. And as oh. that community develops and gets larger and larger, because this is a limited tier, um, it's going to increase the value and create you know create an opportunity for investment. Yeah, but. You know, and that's that's the crypto element or the NFT element that people were doing like the flips and and so we got that going too. So we kind of hit it in a bunch of different um, different areas. Yeah, I, I, I this is really I think hitting on a couple of different things. Maybe I'm just being nostalgic. It's just being an old guy, <laughs> you know, the, the, where I feel like so as I watch my kids grow up with music and, and different things like this, where. I do feel like there has been something lost around, especially to the collector's piece. You know, like I, I think one of the things I um, definitely missed out on, especially even like for myself, I would say the past decade or so, maybe a little more, is yeah, the t-shirts now are everywhere and I can just order whatever. I didn't actually have to really go to the show. Um, you know, I no longer have my ticket stubs. Everything is digital. You know, so I have all my ticket subs from when I was like a teenager in my early college years. I still have them in a box. I don't have anything, though, from my 20s or 30s because they stopped doing that. Mm -hmm. And there's something that like that storytelling piece and that, like you said, discovery piece. You know, I mean, Jared and I went to college together and we used to always find bands all the time. And that was like a thing. It's like, oh, did you hear this? Did you find that? I don't see that anymore, not just because I'm older, but because like I don't know where to even begin. I open up my Spotify and it's like and it kind of tells you what to like. Recommended to me, like tells tells you you, right right, here you go, listen to this, and you're like ah, yeah. I love it. I like this idea of like the whole like because you're targeting that middle and middle range of bands and lower, not maybe not so much like the the top labels, right? Or are you targeting that as well for everything? I personally think that this is is it's good for everything, but especially new artists, even on labels. Yeah. Like like the, the new artists on labels aren't necessarily new artists, but I see how labels can totally take advantage of this system versus the system that they're implementing right now, because right now they're just throwing the music out there and collect trying to collect the info with their. 27 different ways to collect info where they could just literally monetize it you know they could have a place to like they're like here brand new artists instead of we got instead of a whole department working this for you here's your little storefront instead of them just making them do mixtape after mixtape after mixtape to prove their worth they can release those mixtapes in a private environment, they can have a whole entire campaign around that. They can run it. Mm. Like 
artists are not really all the way used to that, but if they have a couple people on their team, which they do have teams, it's not more to run than a, than a social media site because you can direct all your social media to our site and then collect everything in and still sell the song. The song that you're offering for free on iTunes or Spotify or wherever, it's going into the traditional market anyway. You're getting the key because you're getting the access to the exclusivity and uh, of the of the merchandise and to the access to your favorite fan. You know so what this, I mean? And it's, it's not, not like a Patreon where it's every month. It's this huh. is one time you bought the key. Right. You know? Yeah. It sounds like the, the song is still free, but now it's the NFT and everything that comes along with it. So it's like the songs have become exactly more in, in a cool way. You're sort of yep. like. I, I'm digging this. I'm like, I'm, I'm riding this train. I but it's totally kind of like a it. VIP room too. It's kind of yeah. like a VIP room too, because now you're just not with everybody else on, on the, the social media sites where they're never going to respond unless you say something completely rude to them. Totally. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, unless somebody's saying something crazy, nobody really responds because all they get is praise all the time. Like if there's actual, you know, people that really want to be fans and, and stuff like that, invest, one little small step of investment into the artist is a huge BS killer. Mm -hmm. If you know what I mean, sure, that's like sure. sneaking past the gatekeeper or whatever, yeah. you know, it's a VIP basically thing for, for a low cost. I also want to kind of highlight the fact that it's, it's not taking away revenue streams from the labels to get involved in this. It's actually just creating another revenue stream on top of what they've already got. Exactly. Totally. Exactly. It can help pay their studio time, to be honest well, with you. Yeah. I mean, they don't have to take losses on artists as much. They get their up Well, the artist doesn't have to grind as hard. You know, they get their upfronts on. Um, so the one tier is royalties, it's part publishing, things like that. So they get their upfronts on that as well. I was going to ask, I mean, from just like a music industry standpoint, I mean, I'm just assuming here, but I imagine if I'm, if I'm doing A&R, this is actually a goldmine for me because not only am I, I don't have to just evaluate the music, I can actually start to see communities form. And so... Yeah, this is what I've been trying to tell A&Rs. Yeah. But honestly, and I don't want to like, like sound brash or whatever, but it's hard for an A&R to introduce a new system to their peers unless they're the biggest A&R in the room. Mm. Because there is a, there are trends being carved. There are obligations and there are, you know, to a lot of different people in record labels, their plans and to bring in something as new as this. I think people are very, very wary to do it right now. Mm -hmm. And to me, it's a no brainer because I'm looking from the outside and, and I'm, I'm looking from a guy who believes that everybody should get paid on time in the right way and everything. Yeah. And it's not that they are, they're not, but they're just trying to make sure that it works before they take some huge risk, you know, like a lot of stuff, a lot of stuff has to be proven for a lot of people first. And not only that, there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of handshakes going on in, in, in every industry. Yeah. You know what I mean? So they, you know, luckily we, we live in a place where we can like actually do this and be and have an underground platform. 
and yeah. have a self-sustaining platform because like you know i get like what you're, what you're trying to get towards here around and i to me if i was an artist coming up and even if i had an initial record label and i was signed to especially you know kind of a mid or lower tier this is that opportunity for me to control my own destiny it sounds like where if they're signed to a label yeah. then they don't have a choice mm. and then like what happens is you tell them about it and then they go like this and they see what the manager or whoever else is going to say about that because right. like when you get signed to a label then all of a sudden it's like where's my music going am i about to get in trouble mm. like i owe these people a lot of money i got a huge advance i gotta make their system run they have budgets on how their systems run and how they want them run they got their departments and their interns and like I said, they have their system and to mm. change the system is very hard for them. But if it's proven and it's given like SoundCloud, mm -hmm. SoundCloud was bought by the labels. Once it was proven, once Juice World came cracking and all, and they had the whole run of SoundCloud rappers. Sure. SoundCloud mm -hmm. was bought by rap by labels. And then all the people that they signed. Their music was removed from SoundCloud. Right, right. Oh, right, 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 right. <laughs> I was in the studio with people when that happened. Yeah, uh -huh. and they were very upset. And there was a whole couple months where that was going on. And um, you know, that's the proof that something independent can take off. And and they, it's called SoundCloud rap. It's a whole genre. Right, right. Because these kids figured out how to do it themselves all different types of electronic music spawned on there there was huge communities so know? is this for for this on uh music feast is that what your would be like a great thing to have happen right if a lot of artists start leveraging your platform and the tools and the the uh features that you have on it to start building their yeah their but families. i don't i wouldn't like to see it i wouldn't like to see it sold out all, I wouldn't like to see it sold out like that it, because now it can't be it was, sold out. You're on the blockchain. It got changed. You know yeah, what I mean? No, but I would definitely love to see the fact where it became a necessary tool because we provide the necessary, we're providing the necessary tool and delivery method yeah. and at the most optimal, at the most optimal like circumstances where you get paid immediately. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Here, you know, like, I want to I just jump in for a second before we move on because. You guys hit on something. You know? It's um, th there are industry guys who, and I mean top level executive industry guys who are coming in and they're trying to capitalize <laughs> off of the NFT craze. Yep. Um, there's there's people who are coming in and trying to, you know, do things that are somewhat similar, but they don't have the same roots as us in terms of the NFT or crypto mm -hmm. community. You know, we come from the community in near. We come from Creatives DAO. We we were Dude. we were people who were building up communities. Um, we're about decentralization. We have all of these things that are going on because what what we're talking about is the front end of Music Feast. We have Everyone Eats Entertainment, which is the DAO, okay. which we're going to open up and allow people to start running. You know, um, voting truly decentralizing and taking part and actually steering the direction of what we do in the future. Mm -hmm. And I think that that is one key thing that is, uh, that separates us from the, the guys who are in the industry heavy coming in and trying to capitalize off of NFTs. 
I just got that. So, I'm going to pull that clip. Yeah. That was a great clip. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just, no, I just succinctly that's said tremendous. something. Clip, clip. Yeah. So when you start talking about like things like pushing your direction in a particular way around, like through a DAO, is that more for the auto? artists that come onto your platform or is that for for everybody that's for who's that catering towards okay that's for everybody so like in a hypothetical i mean you know a dow will go in the direction of a dow we can we can say something but if we get a, a large enough community and people are holding enough tokens or mm-hmm. calories we're going to call them calories because we're going to keep it with them the food oh, uh, nice. you know it's all food Anyways, um, music feast, everyone eats calories. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So people hold these feast calories and um, it's a governance token, essentially, Mm -hmm. uh, social and governance. And if we grow a large enough community, that DAO could pretty much steer its own ship. I mean, it's going to take whatever direction it wants. Yeah. In my opinion, like, you know, if we have a number of artists who are coming in, we can push proposals for marketing campaigns we can talk new signees there's so much that we could do in a doubt yeah no that's really interesting i mean one of the things though that definitely jumps out we i think we were just kind of talking about a little bit though is you know you do need to kind of prove that how well it works right you need some of those artists to actually kind of hit a little bit so you know how do you either i'm i'm not sure if you can have you gotten this far yet but have you thought about like what happens when you do maybe have someone like a juice world that actually hits like that, where it becomes so mainstream that it almost like is taking over your platform because they are the biggest one, right? Like, you know, if Taylor Swift comes to you and says, I want to use your platform. Well, okay. If Taylor Swift wants something special, how do you then manage that around your other artists and what you're trying to do because you're trying to keep it decentralized? Yeah. I, I honestly, I don't know if... Um, you just it, give it, her a channel and let her be like everybody else. You know what I'm saying? It's not like, unless she's going to pay for advertising or whatever, you know, which would be ridiculous. You know, I don't right. even think... I think the cool part is, like, not that, you know? Yeah. Like, if someone like that comes in, it's like, yo, then if you want to do it, everybody... It's, it's kind of the obligation of the artist to do their own advertising. Mm-hmm. And any advertising that goes on is going to be good for the whole platform. Mm-hmm. I never, you know, I never like remember BMG magazines back in the day, the order form. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I used to read every single, <laughs> and, uh, I used to read every single one yeah. in the whole entire book. And I never just didn't not read a, like a section mm-hmm. because I didn't want to miss what was there. You know what I mean? And so, especially at this beginning part, now once they become millions of artists or whatever, then that's sure. a whole other situation. We're gonna have you know some other kind of things going on. Well, but like for now, I think I think everybody is good for everybody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> on our anybody that's attracted to it is is gonna probably search more than one artist because it's there's a lot of great talent that nobody's heard of mixed with a lot of talent that people have heard of. Yeah, but it's all quality music, you know. I'll also say this that uh, you know I don't I don't think the fans have really ever had a, a say either. No, you know? and, yep. and now yeah. if you get Juice World who brings in a million fans, those million fans have a voice in the DAO. Mm-hmm. And and, and that would that would take it in a natural direction. 
yeah. that might be a needed natural direction. Right now, yeah. we have record labels that have just been feeding us whatever they want, whatever makes money at that particular time. Sure. And if that and if that's the case, then we can open an alternate version of Music Feast, not Juice World. I mean, I, that you know, like I don't right. like to I get what you're him like that because like he he was my friend. You know what I mean? I worked with him a lot, and cool. he's a great dude, most talented rapper probably ever met in my life. But like, uh, like you know, if something gets taken over like that, it's obviously time for them for their own platform or you know like maybe we offer something safe for everybody else because if yeah. like the whole DAO gets taken over by one fan's thing that's totally good and fine but you know we still have the right to like expand or make a decision based on you know based on that I think that's super interesting actually because if you if this was around and so I know you just keep using Juice Rose example but I mean he was such a force and i think it's an, it's an important example because he truly was grassroots all the way through right like it just mm -hmm. so i mean and i see that so does your site i mean i assume that your vision part of this is that when somebody is starting to hit like that that you can identify it so much earlier using your platform because where in SoundCloud, yes, the music could get out there and it could go viral, but there was no community behind it. So there's no, there's no, there's no signal, right? It's just all noise. I know I have a million plays this past week, but that's all I know. We're here. Yeah. I start to see, oh man, I have a ton of people in, you know, Iowa who love my music, right? And so yeah. now I'm gonna do a show in Iowa. Like yeah, well, you start to have SoundCloud those had those analytics as well. They they did have those analytics like yeah. it was uh but you it, that was like a a step deeper you know what I mean they had to pay sure, for sure, also sure. the artists had to pay for all that stuff yeah mm, I always you know I, I mean? always say like this like a like an Instagram following you know you have yep. a million people on Instagram and you can get like thousands and thousands of likes but likes don't equate to dollars you still can't identify exactly who is an invested um, fan. You know, mm -hmm. so what we're doing is we're just kind of taking them into one spot. These are your super fans. Oh, yep. Yep. At least yeah. one level of investment fans, you yeah. know, something past like scrolling through and liking the shirt. So I'm going to like the picture. So now I have fans because somebody liked the shirt I was wearing because it had a big middle finger on. You know what I mean? <laughs> like something shocking and like whatever. Oh, I'm going to like it. Yeah, I got a yeah. fan. You know, it's not even that at all. It's like people people are going to buy your cassette single, the new new version of the cassette single, and then they're going to get into the fan club and it's going to be cool. Like, it's it's meant to be cool. It's next like, step. Yeah, like, from the, the artist. listen doesn't yeah. cost me anything. But buying an NFT of an artist that I want to, like, be a part of that community, even if it's only a few dollars, is, is it's a big step. You know, that's a conversion. That's, like, a pretty... That's an amazing thing to yep. get. And then it's it's like if you have a hundred fans that bought your nft first probably ten thousand just listens on a random site i, I bet you i bet there's going to become a, a point where you're going to see that metric where it's like one nft holding fan on music feast is worth ten thousand or whatever thousands of just like twitter fans because it's different it's noise. exactly yeah. yeah exactly yeah that's the exact that's that's yes <laughs> like that is like what i think is gonna happen like i haven't i haven't ever verbally said it out loud like that 
But I definitely think that's the case because honestly, unless they start fixing the stream situation, yeah. Because I, mean, no. I have I have like confidential ideas that I'm I'm going to implement on the blockchain about that as well. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. I would love to talk to some some people. And I once we get our platform done here, we have more work to do. You know what <laughs> I mean? Because I just want everybody to eat. You know, <laughs> like, that's all we want. We want everybody to eat and be happy and make great music. Because that's when you're you know that's when you're doing it, man. That agree. <laughs> so the functionality of this a little bit, let me just, cause man, this is like one of those projects that I'm like, Oh, this is awesome. Right. Like I get it. I'm, I'm, I'm there. I'm on board. I like it. I, I love scouting artists. I love supporting artists. I love being part of things. These are all things I like. Tactically you're making a platform, a website that people can do stuff on. Now my phone, are you leveraging near? So then that way, if people are getting NFTs, if they want, they can have it on their phone. So if they go to a if the NFT is a ticket, they can show that on their phone at the concert or, or, or like yep. tactically is yep. that, or, or, or are you at that stage yet? Or like, I don't want to get too in the weeds. If that's not. what we're about to implement. Right. Well, I mean, like, I think we, we are at that stage. As a matter of fact, our ticketing thing is pretty much done. I'm yeah. Cause how do I yeah, use yeah, this? Everything. Right. <laughs> how does anybody listen to this? You like, what's the next step well, like, when you release it? Uh, when we release music feast. Yeah, because I, I put my email in. That, I'm on the wait. I'm on the wait list. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So actually, we're um, releasing on March 31st with DJ Who Kid, um, and we're doing that with uh, Near Week. So we have an love it. On okay. The 31st, 8 p.m. That's and awesome. DJ Who Kid will be there as well, so it's going to be pretty. Wild. So you're launching, and yeah, at a time. Love this already. And then, so we can show up there and then we can start getting NFTs and we can start using the platform and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Right then when they're on the AMA. Yeah. I'm, I'm so stoked. The Discord channel will be opening and stuff. Like, it'll be like, it'll be like, you know, like, like, like uh, opening a new mall. Yeah. Opening a new mall. Um, so is it one Discord or is every artist their own Discord or how's that sort of aspect of well, the Discord? We have, we have one uh, Discord and each artist has their own channel. Oh, cool. All right. That makes sense. And each channel is yeah, so And each NFT gets access to that channel. <clears throat> exactly. So they build their own independent communities within the uh the everyone eats entertainment uh but discord the gotcha. discord is is embedded in the the website so i like that so you're yeah. leveraging discord this is great so then people if i have like five or six nfts of different artists and i go to the, your discord everybody eats That's i've got those saying. channels and i don't have yeah. to like i can just focus on those channels cool yeah right. cool. and if you're on a different device it's it's not going to ask you to log in and you accidentally log in with the wrong email and then your phone's all messed up. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, I, I, I like, I like everything condensed like that. So how do you go then to like market to artists? Like what is the strategy here going forward? You know, is it a direct campaign? Are you starting with just like contacts that you have, but what's the process for you guys? Yeah, I think we basically utilize the network that we have. Um, you know, Blake, you can speak a little bit more to that. Um, yeah, uh, we basically basically just utilize the network that we have. I've been, you know, in the music industry for 20 years, like both here in, in Atlanta. I mean, in L.A. and Atlanta and, and now Phoenix. But uh, 
you know, I met a lot of artists and met a lot of execs and stuff like that. So it's just yeah. through friends, we get connections and it's it's pretty much everything is grassroots. And then our other partner, Dion, he's been he's been in just as long as me. And he he's done all kinds of amazing songs, he's an amazing writer. He's been in the room with the biggest acts in the world. He's been on songs with the biggest artists in the world. And um, so just kind of through both of us utilizing our network, everybody knows where we're coming from. Because when you talk to, as, as someone in an industry, when you talk to someone else in the same industry, especially when you've been there a while, like everybody knows what you're talking about. And so we have, you know, common interests with the people in the industry and we know the problems, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and we just want to, we also want to, we already had interest in crypto and blockchains and the metaverse and the possibilities of the metaverse and stuff like that. And so we really wanted to find a way to make it foolproof. It seems so scammy for lack of better term, totally. rug pulley. Sure. Uh, and we wanted to be like, you know, we want to bring transactions that are, that are viable to, to the near protocol. You know what I mean? We want mm-hmm. to, we want people to feel safe and not have to think about how it's working. Right. Like it doesn't matter. You're going to, you're going to like call an, a 1-800 number a QVC and have them send you a, a knife set. You know, why don't you just go on our thing? <laughs> you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like yeah. you trust your credit card with everything else. Like we're, we got double layers of security and like all kinds of stuff. So it's, yeah. And, and I don't know. I think, I think another thing, you know, one of, um, one of our experiences when we are talking to artists, um, they're afraid, obviously, since all of the, you know, the FTX, the, the mm-hmm. Luna thing, it's just been one thing after another. Um, and the artists that we know are comfortable where they're at. Mm-hmm. So they're not looking to move, you know, to another, another um, uh, business model. Sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we needed to come up with a solution that, one could jump to their fans for easy access so they know that their fan base can interact mm-hmm. um, and then two we needed to give them confidence that they're not going to lose everything if they decide to come on mm-hmm. um, which is why we developed like an auto swap so in the smart contracts once they get paid the near hits their wallet it automatically converts to a stable coin oh so yeah. it's uh, just like little things like that that we're kind yeah. of trying to um work quickly as things happen right mm-hmm. and it's all to just kind of give the artist confidence because you know ultimately we all have the same goal and that's to to help the blockchain it's to help the industry yeah. um and, and and we need to as a whole community give these artists the confidence to come and and work on the blockchain yeah, I think on the, that uh, on that exact aspect though, like the confidence. Okay, so when NFTs first came out, when you know whatever they were, like just pictures or whatever, when it got cracking, the whole every A and R was approached by ten crypto guys promising millions and it's um, gonna do the drop and it's gonna uh, Discord and we're gonna sell out in thirty minutes and millions of dollars and 
Some of it worked, some of it didn't, but the ones that didn't really burned everybody's ass real mm. bad. Yeah. And so now you say the word crypto, that's all they hear. Mm. That's all they ever remember. So we don't even, we're not even approaching it like that. We want, like, we approach it as this is a marketplace for people to to be a community and, and get exclusive goods and all this other stuff. Yeah, it's powered by a blockchain, you know, but it works, yeah, right, <laughs> you know, right. like, yeah. it, you won't even know it. It's powered by, like, it could be powered by solar, too, and blockchain. You don't know how any of that works. Yeah. Nor should right. it. Like, it falls yeah. on that. It's not a, a get rich quick scheme, you know. This yeah. is a this is a tool for artists to to utilize and build communities. Yep. Get, you know, and they they get everything out of it that they put into it. Mm -hmm. and, exactly. And that that's what, you know, if they interact with the community, if they give the, they're going to be there. They're going to be buying their stuff, and they're going to be making the value increase, and and uh, that's just how it works. And it's like a place to have like your extra fan, like a, your next level fan. Mm -hmm. Like, there's never really been philosophically like fans have always been a like value right like you were talking about metrics and all these music industry people like i'm in marketing like we know the value of a of a user or a fan but they never got to get any of that value right like they're the most valuable thing but they never get the value so now holding the nft they actually get some of the value of the value they bring so it's like this like flywheel effect where it's like yeah. if i like an artist and i get their nft now i'm more in the group i'm more of the artist i get more people and it's just like it, I don't know. It's it's a great idea. I like it. It's like a new tier of fan. Exactly. It's just like exactly. It's like and these fans can give honest feedback. You know, and if an artist is doing something stupid, <laughs> yeah, exactly, and they can hear it right there first. You know, yeah, they don't have to pay somebody to to go out. And they can also it. hear about the new trends and introduce new trends first. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Yeah. You know, that's cool. I, it, it reminds me of, I don't know if you guys remember this, but um, the old OK player message board. Um, oh, yeah. Like, like that. I don't, I mean, I don't want to say people, if you, if you go back, I don't know what's still actually archived and available, mm -hmm. but that was the most like real message board because the conversations on there were extremely blunt and to the point, and they talked about all kinds of things. And, the, and artists, I know artists were going on there. People mm -hmm. have talked about it, of going and seeing what people were saying about them. And that was the place. And that's now missing because now it's just in Twitter and Facebook and people are just spewing stuff. And I really, I, I missed that. I mean, some of the stuff was also like hilarious on that board, but it just was also a place, though, where if you really loved music and mm -hmm. it didn't have to just be hip hop. Like it was, mm -hmm. it, they talked about all kinds of different music on that board. It was mostly hip hop, but like you could have real conversations and actually talk about like, Hey, I saw this artist, you know, at a club in Philly and they were terrible and whatever. And sometimes maybe that guy would jump in and be like, Hey, sorry, I, I was sick or whatever, or <laughs> F off or whatever. You know, I didn't what I do whatever I want, but that's missing. That's gone. Like that. That's so. That's I what love I hope the it could be. You know that. Yeah. This is what I hope it could be. Like I want this. the artists to be able to feel like, like if you want fans, engage your fans. Here's the way to engage yeah. your fans, and they just pay a little teeny bit, so you can engage them every day. They don't have to totally. pay a monthly fee. They don't oh, got to do yeah. any of that, and they get an NFT, which is cool. 
you know like i have like there's so many cool ways to use nfts that we yes. uh, for things that we you used to use before the internet yeah. and i'm just i have brainstormed so many it's just like one at a time but like like i said i'm big into like toy little thing collecting you know 84 star wars glasses and metallica yeah. t-shirts and you know i had all my punk t-shirts from back in the day and you know like i i wish i could have a date of when i bought that t-shirt i yeah. agree totally you know? like, i to i think that is such a you just hit on something that i i always talk about i think that's like such a cool thing like i wish right now i could go somewhere and see all the concerts i've ever been to when they were like that would be so cool to me because then like you can totally like i don't know it's just like cataloging that because even later down the line now i've 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 seen shows like of my friends. I've seen my, well, when I was young, I see my, I've seen shows of people that are now my friends. And I wish I could remember like sometimes yeah. like, oh yeah, where I was there, like, what, have you ever been to this venue? And like, you know, talk like, it's just stuff like that. And, and you, like you said, it's like ticket stubs or like, like even down to the merch, another idea I had, it was like, artists have to tour with a whole bunch of merch and they have only certain sizes of certain mm -hmm. things and they have to know their demographic super tight. But if you had two iPads in front of the merch booth and people just coming up, putting in their size, whatever, get they get the NFT. They have, it says Philly 2023, you know, like that's forever ingrained, you know, like I know there's a lot of bands that still do that with their shirts. They have individual show shirts. Like Circle Jerks is one of them. They have individual designs for the specific show, like on their tour. And this is the perfect use for that, you mm. know? Not uh, not only that, the ticketing is... <laughs> geez, geez. <laughs> you can run a whole DIY, your whole DIY band from, from this marketplace and, and community, I feel like. Yeah, you know, I really at like... At least with a, a, a core... Yeah, I like your philosophy with how you're doing this project, where it's it's about enabling and, and giving tools to artists to build. And th that that sort of value transfer is, I think, crucial. And and I, I think projects are just starting to get that now. Like, you know, we're like this this wave of projects are happening. Like if you if you look at narratives through sort of crypto, I don't know how long you guys have been in the space, but you had like, you know, the early Bitcoin days and like the, you know, then it went to ICOs, then DeFi then NFT sort of that first wave of flipping that's kind of dead mm -hmm. now. Now there's this like new wave of like projects creating value to help elevate mm -hmm. and give tools. And I think that's going to be really interesting to see it play out because one, we're building in like a crazy bear market. So anyone I talk to right now, I'm just like, we're dope. Like I'm, I'm going to like anyone who we talk to now because we're like deep in a bear market building stuff. Yep. But that's the yeah. best time because you're 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 pushing down walls and barriers. Like in a bull market, it's so hard to get traction with like a, a radically new, better idea. So I just yeah. like hats off. And you have like to make that. sure that it's foolproof. Yeah. That's yeah. that's what makes sure. Totally. That's that's what kills. That's going to kill all the scams because there's no excitement. Mm. Trust yeah. me, when I tell people that it's crypto, they they're not the most excited thing. No. <laughs> when I tell them they can do it themselves and and the, and all the other possibilities that's kind of when they get excited but the actual crypto aspect is not what gets a, a regular person excited anymore no. there's not a lot of people going out 
in the middle of the night getting wallets and trying to get coin and then transfer to another coin and then try to be an investor in some new project like the totally. DeFi stuff and they're ah that like hit its run. You know, the bucks and transaction fees and, yeah. you know, like yeah. getting hacked all that. But, but you're talking about punk rock. I kind of think like, like I, I got the tail end of punk rock. I never, I was just a few years off from that. Like really good. I mean, I listened to it, but in sort of like a way that like my older sister was like, I got to listen to it, you know, mm -hmm. but I kind of mm -hmm. think crypto is very punk rock, especially this early phase of people. Cause it, it, it really is counterculture. But what happened with punk it rock is. is it pivoted and, you know, it happens with all things. Like it starts out counterculture, then it elevates people stand on the shoulders of the ones previous to them. And then suddenly if it, you know, it, it gets into the mainstream. And I think so, that's what I like. So when crypto pivots, what do you think that means? You think <laughs> the government's going to be, <laughs> oh, right? If we that, would be, that would be the mass, that would be the mass acceptance. Yeah. Right? You want me to start right. because like, stuff we have to be Blink-182. Yeah, Blink-182. Big fan, but yeah, that's funny. That's funny. Yeah. When's crypto, dude? I love that. Uh, crypto getting blink 182. That's when we know. We'll, yeah, <laughs> yo, that's a that's a bumper sticker. Uh, that is, that's funny. <laughs> that's a great line. Blink 182. That's like a meme. Yeah, that is, a meme. That. oh man. Uh, Joe, where, where do we want to go from here? Because this is just like fun. You guys are just fun conversation, but uh, Joe, what are you thinking? Like, yeah, I mean, I mean, there's there's so many things, you know. I mean, I was just thinking, Jared, too, like, you know, other types of artists, like comedians, like, I right? If you're coming totally up as, as a comedian, that. like, this is yep. would be amazing, have, you know. We like, have um, ideas for uh, a few comedians right now. Um, some of my friends, uh, they go by the Black Market Vikings, and they go viral on some stuff on the internet. It's pretty funny. Right. Like, it's kind of like. Uh, I mean, I don't like to pigeonhole or anything like that. I'm just speaking off what I can reference it as, but it's kind of like it's kind of like Trailer Park Boys of Humboldt County. Okay, you know, yeah, uh, yeah. it's kind of like that. Yeah. It's it's real. It's all homemade grassroots. All the guy, all everybody in there is legit and super cool guys, and um, they come up with some super funny skits. And so we're probably gonna do some of their stuff. Um, and there, I've talked to a few other comedians that are interested in doing some some things because you know we could go different ways with it, you know. And that's a, yeah. it's an emerging it's an emerging uh, um, thing to do, I guess, if if you will. It's it's an emerging uh, talent that people are are getting into because it really they say it's the hardest thing to do. They say that stand up comedy, like especially a lot of like rappers or, or, or artists or actors or whatever, but getting up in front of people and just ripping the jokes like that is a really challenging thing to do. And a lot of people do it for, you know, to challenge themselves. There's classes on how to do it and all that stuff now. So I feel like, you know, that's probably a good market in the future as well as books, you know, sure. right. I, I really want to do it with books because books are so physical, but you can offer such a cool, bunch of memorabilia around them and then if it becomes a classic it's like you know it could be extra cool yeah and know? what's cool with, with the yeah. platform yeah. and it sounds like with like you know music feast you're making a platform and then seeing where people how people leverage it like obviously there's a direction exactly. right now with like music but 
who knows? You know what I mean? Things pivot. This is like yeah, yeah, totally. this is tech and things are like fine. I was going to bring up something and it, this is like late in episode type stuff where I'm thinking like, okay, so I think that AI has just popped, you know, last three months, world's changed. So now there's like this flood of just endless content people are making with AI. And to me, it's already like drowning it out. Like I'm already getting annoyed by it. I'm like, I'm like getting fatigued. Mm-hmm. So I think this like, Same. this like idea where you're bringing in a more, a smaller, more curated list of things for people to follow is really interesting to me. Cause like, I think I want that now. Like, I'm like, okay, I've had, I've had the endless fire hose of everything. I've gotten that. I've, I've played that game and it's only getting worse. Cause every AI thing is spitting at me all like crazy. Now I'm like, let me, let me, yeah. let me bring this down. Let me go to, let me go to everyone eats and follow the people that I Justin like. was just talking about <laughs> options. Justin and I were just talking about options the other day. And yeah. I was like, just give it to him. No options. Just give it to me. Yeah. You know, because I think that's what people do want. I think they're going to enjoy it more. Like when you go see a movie, you don't choose the ending. Right. You don't want some weird, weird <laughs> novelty thing. Right. But like, you know, like, like you love the ending or you hate the ending. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it, and it's like you get it, but that's what you get. You get what you get because it's a great project. And sometimes it's not up to the user to decide what's a great project. You know, this is like how an artist wants to represent themselves. If they want to represent their music in mono, let them. Right. (laughs) You know, if they want to be all black and white videos, let them. Totally. The way that I look at it, you know, the way that I look at it is we we have um, the audio NFT tier one gets you in the community. Then we have tiers two to tier six that hold different utility, and that's like video merch royalties. We have an auction item. So we go through the tiers like that. Um, but that that tier system, that's one piece of art, in my opinion. You, know, you, got, the, you got the song. Uh, maybe there's a quotable in the song. That's what's on the T-shirt. Or there's a piece of physical merch that's you know, related to a lyric in the song. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just one thing in different tiers. Um, but it is what it is. You know, It's not that never-ending um, what you were just referring to you know and on that stuff like the value can be added from the artist and especially on the merch and stuff like that or or even the video aspect through the collab aspect through their own through their own network you know Mm -hmm. like let's say they know some clothing designers a lot of artists know clothing designers or they know artists you know like totally uh, you know Mm -hmm. artists and um that that's those are the kinds of things that can really add value because the collabs are huge you know the louis louis vuitton and, and anyone collab is gonna blow up you know or like, sure. like any of that stuff and and that's what makes it more limited more cool more exclusive and like what a really fan really wants it's like i got a real obey sticker up there for my buddy you know, he gave that to me. I was like, man, I can't believe he got it a long time ago and cool. he gave it to me. I was like, man. And it's just, it's more than like going and buying one at the store or whatever. Sure. You know? yeah. But that's what I feel like we can offer with this, especially with, since we can offer like with the merch, uh, once they redeem the ticket, they receive the merchandise and they get a, an NFT that's like commemorative, you know, NFT. Right. I can't wait then, to see you then guys on Obviously, the we don't encourage the resale. We don't encourage the resale of the physical item on the uh, secondary market, but we do encourage the transferring of the NFT when 
the when it's made because like you know you can we can sell the nfts on the secondary market all day but once it comes down to physical merchandise that's when it gets you know between users that's when it gets into a gray area maybe it's fake maybe it's whatever you know so right we can only guarantee you know we have a we have a solid textile manufacturing whole logistical process that we're we've we've gotten into so I went and visited the factory. It's a close friend of mine for over 20 years. Uh, you know, the, the, the technology that they're utilizing is probably some of the best. Um, and most, um, most versatile. It's probably the, the technology that we use to like, uh, create the merchandise and, and distribute it is probably some of the most versatile in the game right now, I would say. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just like, Job, I don't know about you. I'm like just excited to see your guys' site. Like, I really want to get on this and start playing around and see what getting like all six six tiers of the NFTs for the artist is. Um, and the the merch NFT, like that one is interesting to me, like the the execution of that. Like, do you do you burn the NFT or Joe, you know, aren't there dynamic NFTs now or what is it that, that's going yeah, on with yeah, NFTs now? Kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, there's stuff happening every day. Every day I'm like, there's account abstraction stuff. So like, mm-hmm. So you buy that token, uh, the NFT that represents the physical piece of merchandise. Mm-hmm. Um, you redeem it when you burn it off of the chain and it just pops up like an order. You click, yep, and the order goes through the back end, triggers the manufacturing. Yep, you say it. your size, your So gratifying. All the options. Yeah. And we so only give a couple thing. options, size and, you know, whatever. Yeah. yeah. And, and this is when it gets cool because, like, you could literally hold on to that NFT for five years. You never want to burn that or wear their shirt. Yeah. You maybe want to wait to see how the community develops and flip it. Um, and somebody buys it and that person wants to wear it. So then they burn it. Yeah. Even though they were sold five years old and it's considered a five-year-old collectible, they're going to get it in mint condition because it just gets manufactured then that's cool i'm into that because then then like the gamification for mine like say i like a lot of artists i can just go in and start buying a bunch of merch nfts and (laughs) and i don't have to buy like 500 i don't have to store 500 shirts not that i don't want it and then i could just sort of like (laughs) and then if some artist hits you could like sell their shirt oh okay that that could be a fun and for the artist and for the artist they don't have to put any upfront money in you know, it's it's uh, it's an on-demand kind of service. And yeah, they just send the graphic, talk. or we have a discussion about what they want to do, or whatever, and then we make it happen. And, and you know, there's a huge amount of of choices they have from yeah. koozies to t-shirts, sweatshirts, embroidery, like coffee, whatever. You know what I mean? Just whatever creative thing that they want to, they feel like doing, we can pretty much facilitate it at one level or another. You know. Uh, Mike, okay, well, something, and then, and then, you know, I know we're kind of going over and stuff, but this is like really interesting to me. Um, if you guys got to hop, we can we can wrap it up really fast. So, uh, no, I'm cool. I'm cool. I'm just fascinated by microtransactions. Like that is the one thing that Web two totally missed was having these microtransactions. Fractional. Is is this something that is this kind of how the business model a little bit of your of your site is because you know it can all happen instantly. So like someone buys an NFT, the money from that could actually get split up through a smart contract at micro levels in different ways. Is that sort of the business model yeah, of like profit making yep. for you guys? Yep. 
Yep, yep. absolutely. Yep. Yeah. So we want to bring transactions to near. That's that's really it's funny because for a little while when we first started before we built this thing, we had all these talks about how can we bring transactions to the blockchain to make it yep. stronger, to make it viable, to make it, you know, like it's a cool, it's cool, you know, it's like it's not mainstream, <laughs> you know, it's like everything I want. Like, how do we make this cool? Yeah. It seems like we can use it really well. Yeah. And it seems like everybody should be able to use it really well. Like, why are they using all this other stuff? It's just because nobody's built it yet. I can't believe it. <laughs> you know, yeah. so I've come to these like, I can't believe it moments so many times in this industry sure. that I'm like, it's awesome. It's great because now it's like, how do we build it? And then like the, the developers are like, this is how we do it. I'm like, well, let's do it. There just <laughs> hasn't been the infrastructure to do this. Right. And there's only a few chains that I could see that even come close to it. And really near yeah. is the only one that like, I'm seeing right now, Joe, you can, uh, you're, you're a dev. You can say like, what other chain could you do something like this on me? I, I don't know. You can't, you can't, the, 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 you can't really, because you run into different issues, right? So some chains are going to end up having higher fees all the time. Totally. You know, you can't, oh, you don't have the right account. The account abstraction part is yeah. huge because the fact that you guys are focusing on, Hey, you can do everything in fiat. We'll pay you, you know, we'll auto swap you all of those different things. And you don't actually have to hold a, a traditional crypto wallet is enormous because that's yeah. the only way you really get to mainstream to get normal right. people. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you ever try to tell yeah. someone how to get an NFT who's not into it? And they're like, what are you talking about? You're like seed phrase. I, you I, I was it. the guy I was told how to get an NFT, you know, and I, I you know, what I, mean? I went through the processes and, yeah. you know, that's how you learn what people really need because exactly, you know, I think. A and, and, yeah, no, I've been super near centric. Like I, I, I do have a MetaMask wallet, but I've same. I've maybe opened it like three or four times. You know, I don't have a key. I, I've. <laughs> once I've you, just been here. Yeah, I feel like I'm. Near is one of those things that like it. Once you use it, you're like, yeah, of course. Like what the like, and I think the near community. What I like about it is everybody's just building stuff, and we're pretty like. I, I think it's a pretty modest community. No one's like out there like ranting from the top like you know even Ilya when he tweets it's like usually like really practically good stuff that's like positive you know mm -hmm. but it's really cool the infrastructure of near is like really cool that you guys can do this it's cool yep. like you can't do this on yep. tradfi yep. like or like a traditional web too you just couldn't do it yeah i don't know that's my that's my two second rant yep. <laughs> why near no i appreciate I it, I, it. <laughs> I really appreciate what both you guys have said because like honestly that's exactly what we're trying to do you know we come from like a couple different aspects of it and you know it comes from a, a place of from everything from like that deep-rooted decentralization attitude all the way to frustration and in, in how the current systems are working and like how can we make the current industry better but we don't want to look like we, we don't want to like exclude anybody sure and it really made me mad how like the NFT world was focusing on the super rich and dividing everybody. And like, when you do that, you're going to alienate most of the people that can create value to the blockchain by just simple transactions like this. Yeah, totally. You know what I mean? Like, instead of being billion dollar dude over there, like how about like it represents something regular? You, you buy it the same exact way. 
but you and, get that extra level of like transparency of when you bought it, how you bought it, like, yeah. you know, <clears throat> and yeah. it's global. That's like one thing that I think it's is often global like, and it's like immediate the, and you don't yeah. have to wait in line at the bank. <laughs> it's, it's, it's like you say, it's like, yeah, of course, this is like, absolutely. Sorry, Joe, I, I'm just going off on rants here. I'm just like, no, 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 no. I, I mean, <laughs> just this, like, no, these are all the things I mean, we've talked about now yeah. for how many episodes about all of this type of stuff where as you start to see the actual real real world value, Finally. you start to actually yeah. let people, you know, interact with this stuff because you know, I was I, I I've been asking a lot of projects lately, like, you know, well, like give us the reason why you're actually building a blockchain. But I don't <laughs> think I need to even ask it this time because if you've been listening to this whole episode, like it's so obvious of like why this has to be built on chain and why the traditional web two it does not fit this model. So that you only can get this from web three. And that's the real innovation here of like these are the projects that we need to be able to see more of. Of like it, it has to be on chain for it to work right. Imagine, imagine if your house had like a like an on on chain evidence of the repairs that were done, like from yeah. the electrician or from the stuff like that. Yeah, like would, any industry can utilize that. this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. you know. Like a Carfax for your house, for your water heater, for your electricity, for your plumbing, like roofing. Like when was that done? Who knows when it was done? I don't remember. Like there's no more paper. This is when it was done. We got the NFT. Well, and, and then yeah. now we can get them to update NFTs now. Right. So now you can update and you can see all the evidence after it. Yeah. You know? And yeah and imagine it, being stevie ray vaughn and oof. being able to nft your guitar and then everybody after it can actually see instead of this legend that it was stevie ray's because of the scratch in the corner <laughs> right you know no it came from his wallet like yeah. you know yeah and, and then and when he passes and he keeps selling if there's a residual attached to it well maybe then he can you know his daughter can retire earlier so you know whoever like like this is a real way like this this technology not just our thing right now but like the technology is a way to like spread residual income forever like generational mm -hmm. wealth like oh, i'm God. hoping that that the nft represents at least a certificate of authenticity for a really long time because you don't got to go to a pawn shop anymore right, <laughs> you know, right, you, right. it's right there everything is legit and you know you know I mean, mm -hmm. it would give a whole, actually probably give a whole lot more legitimacy to pawn shops, to be honest. Yeah. A whole lot more. Just came up with like, you know, NFT gun, gun stuff. Are you kidding me? You got to buy a, an NFT with the gun. Yeah. If you don't have the NFT when you have the gun, then you're going to jail. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know that what means I'm saying? Some kind of evidence that there's a problem. Like, come on. The, the that's, whole. That's, Yeah. Oh, no, I was gonna say, you, like, the whole idea that things are logged on the blockchain, the ledger, like, you know, immutably and stuff like that is interesting, especially when you're building an audience, right? Like, I think this is something that uh, Joe and I have dealt with, like on YouTube and stuff. YouTube bans us all the time if you say the word crypto, right? So you're never building your audience, you're building an audience for the platform you're on. And they allow you to talk to your audience until they don't anymore, right? Like, 
every single social media platform lets you build an audience, then they turn the faucet off unless you pay to then talk to the audience that you built, right? Facebook's in for it, Instagram, TikTok's starting to do it. It's like a playbook that's like rinse and repeat and they do it every time. Your musicians can now build their audience through NFTs and they always have access to their that audience. They, they don't have to pay. Now, now suddenly they don't have to pay to boost their comment. They can just talk to their audience because they grow it themselves. There's something really magical yep. about that that I think is, it's the sleeper idea that I think it takes a second. Because I don't think people are quite ready to be like, wait, you're telling me I don't own my Twitter account? No, Twitter can ban you if they just want to or one of the devs yeah. gets fired and they yeah. just don't upkeep it, right? That site's falling apart. So yeah, I think this is really cool what you guys are doing in that sense. So now That's artists can cool. do that for themselves, you know, yeah. as well. You know, it's not like we're banning them from kicking anyone off. They can kick off anybody they want, you know, totally. like their channel. Yeah, no, this, this this was awesome. I would, you know, I would love for once you guys are really going, you know, six months or so, really come back on and talk about, you know, what you guys are seeing, because I think this is going to be just super interesting of how it proceeds, how it starts to change things. And, you know, if you guys can really get going and the, a bull market can hit too on top of that, I think we could really, it could really be something very interesting. Yeah, I would love to. Let's just cross our fingers for that yeah. one, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'll be getting lots of these NFTs. I like them a lot. I'll carry them. Yeah, I appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Well, I, I guess we wrap up. Thank you up guys. Then, I mean, yeah. honestly, it was great. Like, it, yeah. we would love to come back for sure. For oh. sure. You know, and then. Yeah. Well, man, thank you guys so much for being on this show. This was a really, I'm, I'm looking forward to this project as well. Yo, thank you guys. Yeah. Appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Yes, right. awesome conversation. Thank you. Yeah. Right. <laughs> have a great night. Yeah, you too. Ready Layer One is provided for educational, informational, and entertainment purposes only, without any express or implied warranty of any kind, including warranties of accuracy, completeness, or fitness for any particular purpose. You should not make any decision, financial investment, trading, or otherwise based on any of the information presented in this podcast without undertaking independent due diligence and consultant and consultation with a professional broker or financial advisor.